0: praxis praxis is
1: is um i'm not saying i do not think about you in the shower just not the podcast
0: okay <laughs> good that's what no, we like i feel like hear. i
1: feel like my my this standage comes from your uh twitter feeds so mm-hmm. you know yeah it's true they are they are lit
2: <laughs> <laughs> apart from like earlier today i went on to rip the piss out of somebody obviously who we had on the show because obviously we like to claim that all their success is just down to appearing on all my praxis. And that, when I got there, Alex, at the exact same time, had ripped the piss out of someone else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like, yeah, We really need to coordinate more on that. But I actually quite like the chaos that is uh, a co-run Twitter account where we don't know who's logged in at any one time. Particularly absolutely. because it keeps people on their toes in terms of, am I bullying myself? Is it Louise <laughs> bullying me? Who is it? is it? Are we just engaged in a kind of continuous conversation with our own personas or are we talking to one another it's really difficult to know and I like that about it yeah I feel like Christy and I should do more bullying
2: <laughs> yeah bullying is a vibe it is definitely a practice and that's definitely how we get people to come on the podcast I mean sometimes it doesn't work shout out to the um PI on your uh, medium project professor christine ferguson who said she was too old and boring to come on the podcast
1: i was she was going to be my recommendation she's definitely not too old and boring
2: yeah well apparently we don't want old farts like her on it. her words not mine and i just think it's um
0: <laughs> i think it's just an over uh, i think it's an ongoing joke that she just doesn't want to uh engage with your work louise
2: she really doesn't she uh <laughs> she she left me she broke up with me as phd supervisor she took me for she cake didn't. yeah coffee and cake she insisted
1: public.
2: insisted I had cake and took me to a, pub, to a public place
1: <laughs> but like it's not a sufficiently you, it's me. a sufficiently yeah. neutral place so that she could go back there and like not feel bad right
0: yeah like that's that, the sweet spot
2: yeah I mean it was the post cafe on Glasgow campus
0: and she was hmm. like this I mean, is a space that already gives you bad vibes, so it's fine. Yeah, this is
2: a terrible space to be in.
0: <laughs> this won't have ruined it. it was, I, I'm not going to take you to your favorite restaurant and break up with you. It's okay. Yeah. It's I'm going to take you to the Gilcrest. <laughs>
1: Um, I have not done one stitch of prep Perfect. for this episode. It's yes. part of my new rebrand.
0: Yes, I love that. That is very much the Long My practice vibe.
2: I mean, if you think that we spent longer than five minutes before we came online prepping <laughs> costumes for you, then you're very wrong.
1: It's all you need. There's there's no object-oriented ontology in
0: this. Uh, oh, thank God. I don't, the, I don't have the energy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Shall I do the welcome? Sure. All do the kazoo. Okay. All right. Here we go. Can Hello. Use, like, to no. our office and being Perhaps like, it. oh, if I I'm in my office, I
2: don't have my kazoo there. Mm, 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 so i have to do the <laughs> fucking kazoo. Sorry. Is
1: this a
0: no You? No. No. You've no. Done no it. This You've happened, happened yesterday it, as well. It's not my yeah. fault that we keep organizing things at 5:30 on a weekday. I am. I have not left.
2: Suggestions so you can go fucking
0: dancing or whatever it is you do. I like to dance um <laughs> it's actually cancelled tonight I'm going drinking instead Louise's PhD supervisors be like never ever ever getting back Hello and welcome to Long My Praxis. Today we are chatting with Dr. Emma Merkling, who is an art historian at the Courtauld. Emma is, quote, just a creepy weirdo who likes creepy weird stuff. That's um uh, according to her co-host, Dr. Chrissy Slobogan, who has been on this chat podcast before. Check out her episode. We'll post it at the same time Um no, no we'll, let, we'll let you have like a good week of spooky season yeah, and then yeah. we'll
2: repost her episode which yeah, probably nice. won't be as good.
0: Okay, but basically they are co-hosts on the uh, copycat academic podcast Drawing Blood uh, and they are both long-like Longway Praxis superfans, um, some more than others apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, Emma specialises in late 19th century and early 20th century history of art, science and occultism, mostly with a focus on British women artists, automatic writing and ectoplasm. Needless to say, she ain't afraid of no ghost. Welcome to the podcast. I'm deeply afraid of ghosts. I don't know where you get that impression from.
1: (laughs) Like, why Um, would this be my specialism if I didn't have a unique fascination with ghosts? Okay, what
2: experienced ever?
1: No, and I think maybe that's where part of the obsession comes from. Like, I swear, whenever I talk to anyone about my work, everyone wants a ghost story and wants to tell me their ghost stories. And I don't have any of my own i'm just like highly anxious which i feel like makes me you know I, I perceive things but i think you know i think they're mostly in my head
2: yeah i think you're probably well equipped to like be like oh the gray lady because mm, you know all that shit like just 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 I play someone else's. yeah is that you
0: is know that a, is that lady's always gray.
2: no it's just a thing ghosts oh. are always gray and there's always yeah, gray or gray. white. yeah yeah, white. yeah. yeah. Or, or it's the red lady who wears a red dress
0: Right, great. Name more colours, Louise.
1: Or like really racist, which we can get into at mm. some point. Ooh, yeah. Really racist yeah. ghosts. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, let's talk about racist ghosts right now. <laughs> um, so it's one of the things that came up. It's not it's not my area of focus, but um Christine Ferguson, who I've discovered we mutually stan, her book on um eugenicism and spiritualism talks a lot about how these things often go hand in hand Mm. and when I was doing research for my current grant project which is on the medium Marjorie Crandon who I'm sure we'll talk about one of the personas that her spirit guide Walter who was also her brother personified was an indigenous American Mm. along with like every stereotype that you would imagine a white ghost from the 1920s uh, would sort of carry along with that He also like allegedly wrote in Chinese and other scripts that the researchers like couldn't read, but I'm like,
0: you know. Choices. Choices Mm -hmm. Yeah, This is making me think of that really awful Buffy episode. Do you know the one? Which (laughs) one? Where they uncover accidentally a a Native American burial ground underneath the. Oh, the syphilis episode. The syphilis episode. Yeah. Yeah. and so there's and don't they then have like Native American ghosts coming to life and taking over the the house Giles's house but it's awful and really racist and really really derogatory because they're just like the most ridiculous caricatures that you've ever heard of it's one of those things where like oh Buffy just doesn't stand this test time sometimes so sad, ha- so sad. however I'm however. actually
1: I'm currently watching Buffy for shockingly the first time because I feel like <laughs> it's one of it's one of those series that should have been foundational to my personality but I'm instead I'm just like this naturally <laughs> the other one is CSI that I like never watched or mm. X-Files oh, yeah. um I'm, X-Files I'm loving really
2: important yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I'm loving Buffy I have not gotten to the indigenous episode yet okay well let us thankfully. know when you do and, and I, I would absolutely love your will
2: mm. yeah um spoilers the syphilis
0: um <laughs> Mentioned it so, There's some racism. So, you know, if that <laughs> hasn't really yeah. like you sold it for you,
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, mentioning sort of indigenous and then the consequence being syphilis is probably, you know, it will demonstrate how problematic this episode fucking is. Yeah, I mean, we don't, I mean, we don't, need, to don't need to go any further.
0: No, I think we're yeah. good. No,
1: no, isn't syphilis also famously one of those that like each nation or group of people calls it by the name of their biggest rivals So, like, the French call it the English disease, the English call the French disease. I will do
0: not fact check me on this. No, I don't want to fact check. Yeah. I, I refuse.
2: <laughs> That's an excellent vibe. Like venereal diseases as yeah. yeah, love that.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know, there's something in that interesting in terms of um I, I I presume in terms of the English calling it the French disease is because we love that configuration of French as, you know, incredibly amorous people, right? So romantic and continental. Whereas I thought the whole presumption was that the british were very prudish and didn't fuck so that's interesting to me oh we're just gross oh we're just gross unfuckable i think uh, yeah like fuckable
1: but you regret it you know i think that's the Mm. vibe
0: yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. so like brexit you fuck the country and then you're like
1: (laughs) oh you blame someone else
2: yeah
0: cut my life into pieces this is my research methodology
2: um yeah so we think it's probably time for i'm just talking on behalf of alex um this kazoo of methodology which i have just unveiled for this oral medium um in a very dramatic fashion so the game is name that tune and somewhere in our minds, we think that this is probably central to your methodology, as we see it. So it's not necessarily correct. It's our it's our bastardization of whatever it is we think you work on,
0: which is probably inaccurate.
1: And I will I will chime in and say this is my worst round in the pub quiz. So
0: let's see how we <laughs> let's see how I we feel like it. people who do well in this round, the pub quiz, are just like a very specific breed of person, and we all know who they are, and they all oh, yeah. wear the same type of jacket.
2: Mm. Um, I also want to query who the fuck is doing. Cu- because you have methodology in the public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, people do the name that tune. I know, yeah, yeah. name that tune. <laughs> okay. okay. Um. How does it
1: go again? <laughs> okay, that one's Ghostbusters theme tune.
0: <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it was so shit. <laughs> 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 because in no way, shape, or form was that anything that didn't match any of the Ghostbusters bit. It blended, like, two very iconic parts of Ghostbusters like together. Allowed, right?
1: yeah, yeah. Like, this is why, you
0: know,
2: we... we... Well,
1: the final cadence was all I was all I needed. Yes, because yeah, she basically yeah. said Ghostbusters in the <laughs> fucking kazoo. <laughs> Sometimes when I get a bit
2: stuck and embarrassed, I just shout the words through the kazoo and see what happens.
0: <laughs> That's what I do. You can't take mm-hmm. my thing.
2: No, but, you know, if you're going to lump me with the kazoo every fucking time, then... Look, not every time. Christ, we'll get
1: over it. Okay. Two times. I um, bought you that
0: golden kazoo.
1: <laughs> fun fact, Dan Aykroyd is actually a spiritualist. Cool. Is he? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He wrote the intro to. um, There's this really incredible photographer Shannon Taggett who does contemporary spirit photography, and he wrote the preface to her book.
0: Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's all I got. I don't know what to do with this information. I I don't either. I feel like I I always drop it in, and it's like a conversation killer. I'm
0: like, "Mm, do you know how like you can hire people? What's that thing where you hire people to say happy birthday to friends, and you can yeah cameo do you reckon you could do like a spiritualist cameo i would love to get like a spiritualist reading from celebrities that'd be amazing that'd be so good who would you like to get um a, re- a reading from um Julian anderson but maybe
1: because we just talked about her mm, and, and because... because she's
0: really hot absolutely yeah. that's mostly really that, right?
2: okay yeah yeah the x-files were central to my um <laughs> what was sexual awakening
0: absolutely like, what was the name for that thing i guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um i'm very tired.
0: <laughs> or <laughs> is that your sexual awakening you're very tired
2: <laughs> <laughs> my sexual orientation is just tired, tired. <laughs> I think I was, I was, it's either I was just tired or just momentarily distracted because you we were talking about Gillian Anderson but mm, I think that too
1: yeah. I once I once saw her and Helena <gasps> bottom Carter in one night oh my god and it was like it was too much it was too much for me to deal with I mm. used to I worked for this bookstore and we would do events mm. and we did a lot of them at Leicester Theatre mm. and mm. so random actors and not so random actors would yeah show up very cool she's very yeah. short
0: is she yeah, she's yeah. tiny oh my god yeah. both of them actually i am mean, not that surprised yes. by <laughs> helena carter but height of sorry i now just need to figure out how tall oh she's our height louise my god actually yeah. maybe was slightly okay. shorter mm. we're the
2: same height it's how it's how the podcast works actually
1: <laughs> christy and i are also the same heights
2: copycats again
1: yeah I know it's
2: rude Um, um, I was gonna say yeah speaking of Ghostbusters like what happens when you cross the streams
1: what (laughs) 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 so this is also where I come clean that I've seen only like the Ghostbusters remake Uh, that had Kate (laughs) McKinnon in it I'm sensing a vibe crush yeah Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) um and what what streams? Okay, so now what you've done is you've ruined at least six of our questions, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> which are all based around very specific Ghostbusters knowledge.
2: <laughs> no, it's fine. We can zoom into Kate McKinnon as well, because there's a Gillian Anderson anecdote with Kate McKinnon. It's, it's the best thing in the world. Like you need to do YouTube this. It's, it's really I important absolutely for praxis But basically. Um, Kate McKinnon, K- McKinnon, like years ago, did this YouTube video where she addressed directly Gillian Anderson to camera, just being like, Gillian Anderson, I love you. You're so fucking amazing. I love you so much. And then there's an interview with Gillian Anderson where she's saying that she found this video before working with Kate McKinnon, and she was Googling who this person was. And she was in the bath at the time and she was just like, Oh, I love you, Gillian.
1: <laughs> she's like, What the fuck is this?
2: It's anecdotes about where's
1: that cameo i want that cameo
2: i just i, I need that i need more of that in my life mm-hmm. anyway let's talk about your research or your tinder bio. let's talk about your tinder bio so no, my wait
0: tinder no bio? we didn't we didn't actually ask how the song was in any way shape or form related to the methodology there was no discussion of that Shit. So how is Ghostbusters, even though you've not seen it and can barely remember it, um, how is that in some ways related centrally important to your research methodology?
1: Ectoplasm, right, mm-hmm. is
0: definitely in Ghostbusters.
1: Yes, that is true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, maybe humor. I mean, I know that's more Christy's thing, but probably because of how it's increasingly something I'm interested in is like how the weird balancing act in a seance between things being really funny and really <laughs> creepy also really gross is definitely part of that which Mm. I guess also relates to my tinder bio which is here for a bad time
2: (laughs) (laughs) was your actual tinder bio
1: that was indeed my actual tinder bio and it was a very successful one let me just say (laughs) (laughs) one of my one of my most successful
0: (laughs) I love that that's incredible I was going
2: to say it was obviously a really erudite thing um hmm it was really funny it's gone
0: so you well, can come back maybe never goodbye
1: so re- the reason it's also my academic bio despite the obvious which is like like are, are you having a good time yeah. you know, <laughs> no. um is having so my background is in victorian painting which you know the, the bit there is always trying to convince people that it's actually really cool and interesting which it is <laughs> But my current project, which is really stretching the concept of the long 19th century since I'm working on like 1920s, 1925 really as well, um, is that Just like when you work longer. on, yeah, you work yes. on seance photographs, especially of something like exoplasm, and people's immediate reaction is, that's disgusting. <laughs> which is, uh,
2: yeah, it's a change. I was going to, um, I remember what I was going to ask about but I just want to point out that hold on to the long 19th century because we all hate modernists. Like, <laughs> they Do you think they're so great? No.
0: H- hate a modernist.
2: Yeah, hate them. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, modernists are just a, they're just a, it's a big in-joke. All
2: yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, big big in-joke. Mm. Yeah. Virginia Woolf. lol <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think she is. Yeah, like yeah. fucking... Wolf or something Weird, rude. Um, <laughs> okay. um, sorry, I'm so tired. Uh, so this is gonna be a fun one to edit. Abject. Stiva. But you're saying about like humour and seances. Like, I mean, Victorian seances. How different are they for the ones we sort of see on TV, where they're really sort of dramatic and they're just like mm, holding just like, hands and-, and shit.
1: Oh. Yeah, I think. I think like super different. I mean one of the things that I think is kind of hard to wrap our heads around now is that you'd be kind of hard-pressed to find at least like a middle-class person in the Victorian period who hadn't been to a seance. Mm-hmm. Like they was, they started as parlor games and as fun and that wasn't necessarily divorced from them also being a genuine way to contact the dead and I think people often got spooked by what happened during them but they weren't like
0: they weren't super
1: dramatic I mean yeah they're a polygame game like Ouija
0: board you know yeah uh that's one of our questions was good being like is a Ouija board part of your practice like do you use it to sort of think about oh, which article should I do next oh
1: this one over here well, I should get one yeah, yeah I do have
0: tarot cards oh nice yeah
1: you see do
2: you know that really famous like citation where it was like this was revealed to me in a dream like how tempted I are you just to be like ask the Ouija board like, I
1: uh, <laughs> desperately tried to get funding during my PhD to get some training in automatic writing doing which automatic writing being like um the form of spirit communication where you hold a pen and a spirit passes through you and writes for you which like you know the if the thesis is going to write itself
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean surely like, that's I'm, how again like one of our questions was going to be like to what extent can we use automatic writing to get four star ref content like i (laughs) I would love that it'd be wonderful i go honest to god though there are so many times when i like you know when you're you're writing an article or a book chapter like i've got great ideas my ideas are so banging and i've done some cool readings but i don't want to finish writing it could we not just like hire a spirit well (laughs) that's why you start a podcast right (laughs) (laughs) to avoid writing yeah yep christy
1: and i were doing one yesterday and i was like this is perfect like i did day and a half of research if that
0: and we're just talking about it like we understand what we're doing oh no we don't this is where our podcasts differ (laughs) (laughs) we don't do the research (laughs) and we don't understand (laughs) yeah so i'm thinking about sorry
2: i was thinking about because victorian seance came comes very much out of parlor games and you've got all that discourse about like oh child Mortality, and then the wars, and yay, spiritualism because the wars, and this kind of boost in interest in spiritualism and contacting the dead. But like, to my shitty knowledge, it doesn't ever seem like the Ouija board goes terribly wrong and they accidentally summon demons. It, 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 that that doesn't seem to come into the discourse until like horror films, right?
1: I I think so. I mean, maybe that's taking it further into the 20th into the long 19th century my apologies yeah, the um, longest 19th the century. longest 19th century yeah. i'm familiar with but i think even today modern spiritualists really distance themselves from the occult mm. and they see what they're doing is very different like engaging if the you know the two genders here are light and dark right like mm-hmm. they engage with the light and occultism demon summoning mm. all these other forms of esotericism engage with the dark So, I mean, there are warnings like um, the artist I did my PhD on Evelyn de Morgan, who was a British spiritualist painter. She has this book of automatic writings that are like shockingly boring, like bless her, love her, devoted four years of my life to her. But, you know, it's just a bunch of people being like, look into the light and you'll find truth. Truth is the light. Light is love. Love is light. And it's just a bit like a bit of a
0: snooze fest, you know. Is it more boring than Dorothy Wordsworth's letters, do you think? Mm. Mm. Throw that ready. out there to the audience. <laughs> Another podcast meme. <laughs> Another podcast meme. <laughs> to the fans. Um, but also, like
2: so do spiritualists then, if they're engaging with the light, do they generally speaking, because obviously you can't speak on behalf of all spiritualists, so they generally speaking kind of, think that the, the dark side of it is real is is this is this kind of a reality this discourse about demons demons and things or is is it if you're Could you that,
0: accidentally communicate with the wrong spirit a malevolent spirit rather than the spirit of a loved one
1: yeah i think yes but i think the idea so in de Morgan's spirit writings sometimes these like malevolent spirits come through but they're more like uh poltergeists mm-hmm. they're kind of like jokesters or tricksters and they try to lead you down the wrong road and then there's always this angel with some also slightly racist name like pharaoh who comes in and sort of rescues you and guides you back towards the light um but one of the things i think is really interesting about it and it's one of the reasons whatever it's got to do with spiritualism's relationship to science Mm. is that a lot of the dark is real life like the material world Mm-hmm. And the light is like spirit essence that underlies it. So we're already in the dark. Like, okay. you know.
0: Because mm-hmm. we've been cast out?
1: Um, No, just because we're material. Okay. And material is and, gross. And material's gross and bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's, you know, like there's poverty, there's disease, one mm-hmm. dies. Whereas the spirit life is like eternal and nothing mm-hmm. ever goes wrong. And, you know.
0: Yeah. So speaking of materials, Alex, could you just tell us like a little bit, of the, um, going back to an earlier thing that you mentioned, which is ectoplasm. I have three questions. What is ectoplasm? How do you paint ectoplasm? And could you paint with ectoplasm? Ooh. Ooh. So, um, what is ectoplasm? I feel like,
1: so ectoplasm, it depends on who you ask. Spiritualists believe that it is a semi material form of spirit that oozes from the body of a medium specifically her orifices and yes that means vagina during a trance state um people don't really
0: paint it like it's the my I research I realized that, that ectoplasm was like squirting yeah spiritual <laughs> squirting interesting literally That's and like this because it's
1: uh studied by a lot of i didn't hear that <laughs> It was a
2: squirting-ass praxis.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Also, there's a lot of like some of the photos of Marjorie when the ectoplasm is coming out of her vagina very much give like Carolee Schneeman and like 1970s vagina scroll, do we know her? No. She's a feminist performance artist in the 1970s, I think 1960s, 1970s America and she has this performance where she's naked and she pulls this scroll of paper out of her vagina. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like, also going back to humor. Writing.
0: Penned by my clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> if only mine was that dexterous. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mine's dyslexic. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Uh, wait wait wait, so what was the what was the um so what were the paintings that you mentioned I wanted to I'm going to google them so it's oh well there's so I the the paintings I so I work on two sets of things Mm -hmm. the paintings are not
1: of ectoplasm okay the photographs are okay so if you look up um Marjorie Crandon and ectoplasm something will come up
0: Crandon ectoplasm I love I'm on my work computer. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Just googling squirting spiritualists.
1: <laughs> it's also really interesting though, because this is happening in the 1920s, and there's obviously this like weird um like chivalric and scare quotes reticence to reference like women's bodily mm. processes. But mm. these scientists who are studying her need to be able to explain what's going on. There's this really weird, like It emerged from her body, you know, (laughs) weird, like, from her lap, from her, from between her navel and her legs, from her upper thigh, like, all this, like, weird euphemistic Oh, wow.
0: Because the one, okay, so the one that I can see online, it's stuff's coming from her ear.
1: So, it comes from other,
0: yeah, it comes from other orifices as well.
1: Okay, I don't Um, care about those. If you give me, give me one second, I'll pull one up. Some of the stuff is archival, and maybe it's not... Um,
0: maybe it's not on google image search (laughs) maybe it's not on google
1: image search but i definitely have them on under my favorites in my phone so it won't take me long to find (laughs) okay here's one research (laughs) this is like the least high-tech or efficient way to show you this is this even going to work
0: oh yeah Uh, oh no i I do have one of those on 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 google image search i just didn't know that that was a so it's coming out of her, right? Excellent.
1: Yeah. Well, in this one, you can't see if it's her. Uh, uh, what's it, navel or vagina? But they've put a piece of cloth over the vagina, oh. okay, hmm. for her privacy, so you can't really tell. Of course, it's, mm. it's so not horrible. exactly a
2: very private process, though. No. Sort of being observed for producing exoplasm.
1: No, like,
2: oh, I see. mean, I'm I'm just presuming it's fake. But um, how were they testing for this?
1: So. I don't know if I mentioned it yet, but Marjorie was, and I use her first name because, not because I'm a sexist, but because she, it was her stage name. It was her performance name. Um, But she was studied by this team of scientists, including from Harvard and MIT and a bunch of other places in the 1920s. And it was part of this like burgeoning field, this like baby field of psychical research. Mm -hmm. And basically they, I mean, there's a lot of interesting work about this, but I don't want to get too technical, but, you know, they're, they're creating these like attempting to both test what's going on and like really prove that what they're doing is a real science and not a pseudoscience. So there's a lot of like performance. So wearing lab coat, um, you know, uh, all having a PhD, although not necessarily in the specialism they're using, like to study her, if that makes sense, like having a PhD in literature, but being like, I'm here as a scientist, you know, um, that's and yeah, they like yeah, <laughs> doctor. They they <laughs> weighed <call> her, <laughs> <laughs> they weighed her before and after seances. Ooh, okay. um, they recorded her. Unfortunately, those don't exist anymore because oh, no. I think yeah, the creep level of that would be incredible. Um, they measured the temperature in the room. They tested some of her like Walter, her guide, dropped ectoplasm into a test tube and then they sent it off to a lab, mm. and they tested what it was made of um but I mean you've kind of hit on the the main issue right which is like they could they couldn't they couldn't either definitively prove or disprove it because it's not that kind of substance like
2: so do are there any sort of thoughts about what this ectoplasm actually was or it are, are some people convinced that it was ectoplasm um
1: it's a I mean it's usually like What I would say to you if this was an academic paper was it's the wrong question. Okay. (laughs) Because it's not, I mean, it's like, um, yeah, there's no, there's theories, there's speculation. Mm -hmm. If you believe it's fake, people argued that her husband, because he was a surgeon, was uh, cutting up animal livers and like stitching them together. Mm. But the hand was described as, uh, get ready for the gross factor, soft and fleshy, like a baby's hand without bones.
2: So it was a hand coming through her, like as the ectoplasm.
1: Among other things, also a face, also some stringy material.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Um, okay, so, so so, ectoplasm isn't just sort of like amorphous goo. It's some sort of like actual trace of the spirit that you're speaking with. In some Yeah. Ways.
1: Okay. And, and there's a lot like it's different for different mediums. And um, there's a lot of analogies often made to photography because mm. it can only develop in the dark. The medium's mm-hmm. producing like an imprint of herself or of something else. Ooh, and you can light observe light it in, stuff, yeah. yeah, you can observe it in red light only. Interesting, chemical yeah. process. Yeah, mm-hmm. it disappears if there's white light and it can hurt the medium. That's sort of the. Huh. But there's like weird, her husband is a creep. <laughs> like, he's, I don't know, he gives me the ick. He's like, there's the... all these young boys allegedly disappeared around him. Oh, no yeah and um which mm-hmm. also gives the like baby's hand without bones like a new oh
0: no right
1: like mm-hmm. ick factor mm-hmm. um but then there's also like the the hand was really cold and people theorize that he like kitted marjorie's vagina out with a refrigerator <laughs> which you think starts <laughs> to like if you're weighing up the balance of like fact and fiction surely that goes in the realm of like fiction. is it maybe occam's razor is just that the
0: ectoplasm is real <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> stage, you know? I would rather have ectoplasm than a refrigerated vagina thing. Absolutely. You.
1: Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like
0: how? How would that even work?
1: Yeah. I am. It's like I tell am me concerned. you've never looked at a vagina without telling you you've never looked at a vagina.
2: <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, I love Victorian science when it talks about vaginas. It's
0: great. Seven days a week. Spiritualists make that <laughs> pull-out game weak Oh, so I was just gonna ask, like going back to this question of like like maths and physics like are you actually in stem is this so is this yes i'm a woman and does, in stem okay I'm you're coming out STEM. as a woman in stem and does stem this is what we thought of earlier does stem therefore stand for <clears throat> spooky terrifying ectoplasm mama absolutely it does nailed it you know thank you i'm i'm just
1: like it's like one of those um acronyms you always get when you start i'm currently the insbs postdoc and i work at the cmsi so sorry <laughs> Me and oh. Marjorie both.
0: <laughs> there's too mean? many acronyms. <laughs> Wait, okay. so what does INSBS stand for? God, International it's the network. It's for
1: There's there's hidden there's words in there that aren't even in the acronym. It's the ah. International Research Network for the Study of Science and Belief in Society. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of words missing in that yeah. acronym. They've done yeah. a bad job. No, I, I
2: preferred it when we were just referring to you as a woman in STEM.
0: Yeah, I am a woman in STEM.
2: Yeah, being in medical humanities, mm-hmm. I am also a woman in STEM.
0: As someone who researches the environment, I'm also a woman in STEM. Absolutely. <laughs> Shut up, Louise. <laughs>
1: we are all the doctors on board this plane in a medical emergency. What exactly.
2: actually happened to
1: me. It
2: actually happened to me on the way back from the US. It was a medical emergency. I'm allowed to say it because the guy was okay. Um, I think I mentioned it on a, another recording, so maybe this will get cut, but it actually happened. I was like, Is there a doctor on board? And, and you like, Yeah, there was a surgeon, but it d- it took a lot of
0: willpower. There was, um, we had one as well. Co- I had one coming, coming back from France, I think. Um, but they explicitly said that, Is there a medical doctor mm. on board? And I was like, Oh,
1: sad. Oh, fuck <laughs> Is there go. a woman in STEM on board? <laughs> there are women in STEM. <laughs> we just find like- up.
2: Yeah. Every time that I do a COVID <laughs> test, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a woman in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> Test tube. Look at the pipette. Oh. <laughs> um, so we're talking about like sort of photography and those kind of intersections. So kind of moving on from that kind of red light room. Like to to what extent is like X-ray just haunted?
1: Oh,
0: X-rays are so haunted. Did you <laughs> ask that question deliberately? Because. This is also something I've worked on. Um, Sometimes we do actually prepare. We we pretend that we haven't done anything, but we've done like a mild amount.
2: A 30 second, like (laughs) skim of your work bio. Like, (laughs) (laughs) don't give me too much credit.
1: Um, X-rays are really, okay. So one of the things that I feel like my little subfield is always making the case for is that it's like really pushing against this idea that, um, science is this rational objective Mm. you know like truth divining uh, entity but also that it's not divorced from religion ever like at any point and it's really close ties with spiritualism in the 19th century a perfect example of that to the point where a lot of people call spiritualism an alternative science um Mm. because it works the same way you know it's like all about proof and you know observation and um X-rays are a really good example of that, because basically the guy who discovers X-rays uses this object that was invented by William Crookes, who's a really famous British physicist and chemist, who was himself super interested in spiritualism and conducted a bunch of seances with the medium Florence Cook, who also materialized an ectoplasm form called Casey King. And he developed this object called the Crookes tube, which was he thought he was detecting like a new state of matter that was actually, he implied like spirit itself or like really close to spirit. And then that gets well, we now know it's basically electrons. <laughs> like it's a yeah. cathode ray tube. Um and stem. then yeah, STEM. Oh. <laughs> then, cathode. I remember this from GCSE. Cathode. <laughs> I had to I had to give a talk on this at the science museum, and I was like, you have hired the wrong woman in STEM for this. Like <laughs> um yeah, and then Röntgen uses it when he discovers x-rays and then the press goes nuts and is like, x-rays, they can show your skeleton, we can look up ladies' skirts with them, but also they're showing death and, you know, it's really spooky and, yeah, Nothing's x-rays are 100 like-
2: I was like, Have you ever been upskirted by an x-ray?
0: <laughs> <laughs> through-skirted.
2: Yeah, through-skirted.
0: <laughs> through-skirted, oh, my God. the <laughs> world find out how you too could become a woman in STEM, contact your local Athena Swan champion. I mean, it's interesting, this idea of like alternative sciences, is that also I mean, I, I literally have no ideas about mediums and spiritualists, but my presumption is, is that majority of them are women. So is that also kind of like a big gendered issue here in terms of presenting occultism? Well, so if occultism is dark, sorry, spiritualism is the lighter stuff. So is that is that also kind of perhaps pushing back against this idea of sort of like masculinist enlightenment ideals of science and knowledge um
1: yeah maybe there's like there's a reading that i don't really love because it's a type of feminism i don't have a lot of time for okay which here we here we go this is the bit that you could delete that's going to get me no, cancelled.
0: No, oh, no, no, um, yeah. But
1: kind of feminism like there's a lot of readings of seances that are like look at this girl bus medium she's like getting in her power and she's getting all like weird with it and you know she's um i don't know like manipulating everyone so that she can perform her bodily functions like menstruation which is an allegory for ectoplasm and mm. all that kind of thing but then like when you look but then when you when you when it actually comes to like looking at what's actually going on in the seance rooms it's kind of hard to read it that way like also just spiritualism in general i think it's part of these sort of two-bit readings where people are like I mean, I don't want to, there was really, there has been really important scholarship. It's one of those things, right? But like in the nineties, there's really important feminist scholarship on this that like actually I think is rescuing an important part of like women mediums experiences and reclaiming some of that power for them. But then I think sort of pop accounts of that just keep repeating that as if it was nothing but liberation. People love to do it with suffragism as well, right? Like treating it like it's this great, like lefty, progressive movement in which all women were free and it's like spoiler it was super racist and shitty and classist and
0: that's interesting though because like so yes, so no i i i would agree with you if i find that kind of i don't know that particular brand of feminist reading maybe a little bit mm, almost lazy yeah um i don't is there something then maybe we could think about rather than the kind of embodiment aspect of it and that kind of like lean in mentality, which obviously didn't actually happen in the 19th century because that's a stupid, stupid neoliberalist ideal uh, from the very long 19th century instead. <laughs> um, is it something about maybe more like the domestic setting or the kind of the familial aspects of it in terms of are, are people mostly trying to contact members of their family? Is it mm. kind of, and uh, Louise mentioned earlier about child death. Um, I don't know much about that. Uh, as, a, as an issue in terms of the Victorian period and spiritualism. But is that perhaps a kind of a different sort of gendered inflection of this kind of like spiritualist knowledge forming?
1: Yeah, so I think that, um, I, so I think the split of people who are actually spiritualists is pretty even, mm. like across genders. Um, however, I it is true that like most of the mediums are women, but there's, I think you have to differentiate between seances where there's an attempt to contact like a family member and mm. stuff like what Marjorie's doing which is performing for a team mm. of scientists and also the, okay. the gender roles in that are, even though she's there being studied and in many ways this leads to a sort of like celebrity for her and stuff um she's naked they're mm. all clothed she's the yeah. object of science they're the scientists mm. yeah they the, lean the a lot
2: dynamic is, yeah makes is not on her side there no,
1: and it's yeah, yeah. it depends also whether you think she's faking it or not because i didn't even get here but Houdini was one of the people who studied her, and hmm. he thought she was faking, mm-hmm. but had a, seems to have had a lot of time for her as a person, and yeah. said that she was the greatest conjurer he ever <laughs> came across. Which is obviously a double edged, mm. bit of a backhanded. Uh... Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I mean, the problem is though, like knowing now that ectoplasm and and is everything is actually coding questions about the female orgasm. <laughs> this is just very difficult for me to. D- disassociate from in terms of like mm. she's faking it yeah um, oh yeah <laughs> of she's course like, i think she's faking it. she's speaking yeah, in she someone else's the, voice just, yeah didn't they just release a study that actually proved that, that proved that actually squirting does exist mm-hmm. yeah i saw that
1: as women in stem we've all seen that study. as women in stem yeah, yeah. yeah. i was like, gonna yeah. ask are, are there all
2: sort of people from the sort of cyclical research societies were incels Trying to disprove. Like, was was Houdini an incel? Is that why he was like her her ectoplasmic?
0: I think she's a control. she just won't touch me. There were yeah. so
1: many, there were lots of incels in psychical research and indeed in science. Um, I don't think Houdini was one of them. I think he's kind of a badass, but that's also maybe I'm defensive because one of the reasons Dr. Crandon, Marjorie's husband, uh, is a shitbag is he, as soon as Houdini says he thinks Marjorie's faking, the racism and anti-semitism that starts spilling out of Crandon's mouth because Houdini is mm-hmm. a Hungarian Jew mm-hmm. and it's yes. like he's like he's a dirty Jew, you know like literally just every mm-hmm. stereotype you can imagine like mm-hmm. and that like mobilization of every you know racism classism mm-hmm. to denigrate someone's yeah professional mm-hmm. standing
2: which so guys wearing themselves
1: yeah, cells.
2: yeah. Which, which ones wearing themselves um, name and shame.
1: Name and shame. Malcolm J. Bird. No one's going to know these people.
2: <laughs> about them and why they're incels.
1: Yeah, um, there's a lot because so one of the things about Marjorie is the the researchers always describe how hot she is to point that mm-hmm. gets like a bit uncomfortable. They're like Marjorie, the charming natural blonde from Boston. Like it's you know it's very <laughs> like yeah,
0: wow. And we know she's a natural blonde yeah. because we saw stuff coming out literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, wow. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit gross. Power dynamics, mm.
1: and and then also to discredit her. As soon as someone turns and says that they think she's faking, or before they turn, but someone else who thinks she's real suspects they're going to, they accuse like Marjorie of seducing this person, or the person will accuse Marjorie of seducing them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. Poor Marjorie. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay to move on very slightly from it but like what's art got to do with this then
1: so that's a great question (laughs) um with this particular project stem
0: alex (laughs) no we were talking a lot about stem but i think we need to go back to shape i'm like didn't you hear me talking about photographs (laughs) Um, you mentioned one painting and then we got very confused um so yeah
1: so um the, the the thing i'm working on in this project are the stereoscopic or stereographic photos of Marjorie and I don't know when this is coming out but I'm giving a talk on it on the 14th of November and if you're in London I will actually have a 1920s stereoscope viewer but basically it's like original 3D because I'm a nerd I have some here that I could get up and show you but um it's like a double image and then you use Special viewing device to see it in 3D, mm. much like I'm sure Ghostbusters at some point surely was 3D, no? Like, tell me one of the original uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah,
0: I'm sure they're definitely there definitely was 3D Ghostbusters for sure, for sure. um
1: But yeah, it's like early 3D technology, and I'm mm. not to get too academic on us, but I'm interested in the role of observation in the sound room, which was pitch dark, mm. and like the camera substituting for that and trying to. Mm create depth, but also that depth being an illusion. And then like with Mm -hmm. Houdini being there and like the accusations of trickery, I think these things of like truth, objectivity, illusion, performance and observation are all like, yeah, Mm -hmm. kind of all wrapped up. Yeah, very cool. -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But the art stuff, like what I did my PhD on is just sort of weird paintings (laughs) by people who are like struggling to or working to visualize the invisible, which I guess is a pretty classic yeah mm-hmm. which yeah results in really ugly
0: and therefore amazing oh, can you describe one for us what's your favorite Ooh, your favorite ugly weird painting um
1: look up an medium after all <laughs> medea by evelyn de morgan or our uh, actual uh, actual have you had melissa gustin on oh yes okay so her favorite one which she calls the wap weird ass portrait is william de
0: morgan holding a vase Okay, so I've got Medea. She's just like holding her skirts in a little tube. Is that the right one?
1: Yeah, it's just it's just fugly. I mean, like it's what, <laughs> there's a lot of marble. There's a lot going on with the colors. Like it's a bit garish.
0: <laughs> you know, uh-huh, if you're trying yeah, to yeah, it's, it is kind of gross. if you're trying to
1: represent like the purity of spirits or whatever, it's a weirdly like materialistic way to do it, which mm. I think is interesting. But mm. the weird ass portrait is probably my favorite.
0: Okay. What was that one again? Weird ass portrait. I can't Google weird no, portrait. No, it's
1: William De Morgan holding a vase. Mm-hmm. Can you describe it for our listeners? I can. Let's do something crazy. Um, oh, so wow. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's her husband, William, who was a potter. And this mm-hmm. is Evelyn De Morgan. She's the painter. And he's mm-hmm. holding this vase, which he did actually make. And all around him, it's this weird, like, celeb portrait like every item in the room refers to one of his accomplishments but mm-hmm. he's just like dead behind the eyes like there's nothing yeah. going on there and instead all of the energy in this picture is in this like crystal ball like weird Orb, yeah. bars that he's holding um and yeah I, I basically argue that that's she's she's visualizing the soul through this allegory of the making of the pot where you're sort of like modeling something into a different dimension.
0: Um, but it's also just a weird fucking portrait. Like it's really weird. I actually I mean, it, it's working because I really want to touch the pot. Yeah, but I also really want to avoid William. Yeah, you have to do like a sort of slap and catch motion, I think. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah, like yeah. push him back. Just like and-
0: slap him on the really, really big forehead <laughs> and then catch the, the glowing orb. Um awesome. Yeah.
2: Speaking of orbs, why is it that in spirit photography, it's always fucking orbs? Like when you
0: watch Most Haunted, it's always fucking orbs. Orbs. Why can't there be other shapes as women in shape as well as stem?
1: They love a platonic form. They love a a (laughs) sphere. They love a triangle. Spheres are fucking everywhere in De Morgan paintings as well. Mm. I mean, it's like there's this scrying thing. There's also the fact that like redacted on the ones that are just light reflecting off particles in the hair. (laughs) Those particles tend to give a sort of round glow. I would mm. say. Mm.
0: So would we say that round is the most haunted shape? Round is hundred percent the most haunted shape.
1: Ooh, and round.
0: By the way, is a shape. Round is a
1: shape.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's the shape of ooh. ooh.
1: It's the shape ooh, of the ooh. shape. Of, it's ooh. the shape
0: of electrons.
2: Mm-hmm. Ah, ah. <laughs> yes. <No>, I'm <like>, just <laughs> waiting for someone to say vaginas, so I'm just gonna say.
0: It. <laughs> We've said a lot of vaginas.
2: We've had to okay. say a lot of vaginas. I, I think we need to address um the elephant in the room, oh, which is yes. why is The Sims about the occult?
1: Um so in episode one of season two of our podcast drawing blood <laughs> No we are- Oh my god what's having really? seasons
2: <laughs> What the fuck is that about? Just have are- a random four month break because you got out <laughs> in summer and don't tell anyone.
1: <laughs> we love burnouts. <laughs> on this podcast it's super fun My um, out. the really funny thing about that episode is we recorded the whole thing I had some lukewarm takes and then I went to this like week-long intensive conference on like magic and technology which gave me all the answers to every question I had oh, cool. and that's yeah I was like cool cool
0: <laughs> okay let's um, yeah, we record because
1: nice. i was fucked up
0: <laughs> <laughs> got some really um, hot takes on the sims <laughs> but there's been some
1: Buffy also came up a lot in that's conference mostly because i kept bring up miss calendar another
0: yeah oh another famous other day. yeah and like haunted floppy disks yeah
1: also she's like a techno pagan and yeah. yeah yeah when i when we we're recording that app i did some research and i discovered that there are actually like cyber covens and you know mm-hmm. in second life and like people congregate on the internet and
0: Perform occult Ooh. rituals? Oh, techno paganism. Literally, we've done so many recordings in the last few weeks. I can't remember, but we definitely spoke about techno paganism.
2: We did. It was about memes. Oh yeah,
0: meme cultures. Yeah, techno paganism. Yeah, techno Yeah, cool. Ooh. God, so many, so many internet connections. <laughs> and they're all very clearly thought through. Are you doing?
1: Is it because you're doing a spooky season, or am I your spooky season guest?
0: Not. Indeed. You're our spooky season guest, <sighs> okay. and then we chose Idle because she studies memes, and we love memes. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, definitely. Um, but that, it still has not answered the question: What is going on in The Sims and yeah. ghosts?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Did you Did you guys play The Sims? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I didn't. So I'm the wrong podcast guest. We should get Chrissy oh, back to on take... here. Yeah. Um,
2: Absolutely, not, <laughs> huh? Absolutely not. That's
0: a whole Absolutely not, because she'd like that. <laughs> she She's just praying and hoping.
1: Yeah. In the
0: shower, she was so excited <laughs> to come on this. She texted me so much before. <laughs> <laughs> It's like she's like oh my god i'm going. having an ectoplasm Ectoplasm ectoplasmed
2: over us right
0: amazing okay i have I to go i think that's a good place to stop <laughs> yeah. really but, um what is it the event on the in november because we will share that and because this will be our spooky season launch give us all the details so we can share it with our beautiful wonderful guests who um, is mostly christy
1: yeah it's the it's the culmination of my current postdoc um, on Marjorie. So if you're interested in hearing more about the stereoscopic photos and the testing of mediums during a seance, it's at the Courtauld on the 14th of November and it's hybrid. So you can come in person, which I recommend because there'll be wine and stereoscopes or on Zoom. Amazing. Um, and yeah, I'll give you guys the the link for that. The link. But awesome. yeah, also the podcast where we talk about more all things weird, spooky and women in
0: STEM related. If you want to learn more about all things spooky ectoplasmic art, you can follow Emma at Emma Merkling on Twitter. Also, make sure to check out the podcast that she co hosts with Long My Practice superfan, Christine Slovogin, at drawingblood.wordpress.com. And of course, if the idea of seances and stereographs took you your fancy, make sure to sign up to the event at the Court Told on November 14th. Shout out to our biggest fan
2: and most consistent listener, my mother. Faye, you can get in touch with us by emailing lawmypraxis at gmail.com or finding us on Twitter at lawmypraxis.